0: That to signify what was happening earlier with our feet.
1: So moving on. <coughs> what happened to your people? They kind of blew, didn't that they?
0: <laughs> they? They're just getting maybe, ready. Maybe maybe you no. forgot to feed them. How unmotherly of me. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe they don't need food. So
1: moving on. I have some uh, some random. Random pieces here, Uh and what I'm looking for is an idea of what to do with these. (laughs) So let's make something. Do you have any idea of what we can make with these? Uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: Okay. Challenge me. I'm ready for anything.
0: You could make a stick figure.
1: I thought you were going to say, make a new intro for you. (laughs) 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 No, seriously. What can we make?
0: Oh, I was being serious about
1: the okay, stick figure. Okay, was it? You want a stick figure? Uh
0: uh-huh. Two legs, two arms. Okay. Skinny body.
1: Before we started, I said when I ask you, you're supposed to say. This oh. is where you say it. <laughs> <laughs> this, we, we rehearsed this. Okay. <laughs> Can we start over? <laughs> dun, 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 bum. Okay. So what shall we... I'm not
0: not ready yet.
1: (laughs) So you're going to complain about that intro all night, aren't you?
0: Okay, what we really need is we need some robots.
1: We need a robot. We need a robot. What kind of a robot? A
0: really fast robot.
1: (laughs) Thank you. You're so welcome.
0: Okay. A stick
1: figure. (laughs) And they thought this was rehearsed. Okay. How, we would, need a robot. how would we possibly make a robot out of these?
0: I have no idea. Absolutely oh, no idea. An but impossible you do. task?
1: <clears throat> Wait just a minute. Shh, shh, shh. Could we have a little bit of science, please? I think the inventive process is happening. I can fill a light. Going on. I love it. Voila. Voila. I have an idea. We could build this into a robot that could go very fast.
0: I would love to see that.
1: Okay, watch this. Okay, I'm watching. So this could be a leg, right? Could be. If this was a leg, Uh we could just hook it on here.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's impressive. And this
1: could be another leg. Kind of on here. Oh, how's that? I love that? it so far. Dun, That's going to be a robot. Dun, dun. Looks like it.
0: A really fast robot?
1: This, let's see, got to get the right thumb. I <laughs> put the left on the right. <laughs> that would be a new invention, wouldn't <laughs> it? Okay. <laughs> a lefty that was right. Okay, how's that? Mm? Mm? Is. Mm?
0: That is neat.
1: Okay, now watch this. Okay. Because you
0: light up. Is it named. (laughs) Okay. Is his name Blinky? What's his name? Oh, it's so cute. Oh, it's going.
1: He can't stand up. It's going down. Because he's been poorly created.
0: Does he need my help? Maybe.
1: Oh, no, he's here to help you. He's here to help me. Yes. Let's adjust, adjust his little wave arm. I'm loving arm. this little robot. Okay. Now, you love him because uh-huh. he's here to help you. You see that? Uh-huh. Okay. Robot, do your thing. Because someone had an idea.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, we pretty well exhausted our rehearsed script.
0: Did I flub that or what?
1: You did your best and that's what matters.
0: <laughs> I flubbed it. <laughs> I, my, apologies. My, apologies, well, <laughs> my apologize. My apologize, whatever. My
1: apologize? My apologize, too. Yeah, Just put him to rest over here. Okay, oh. ooh.
0: I really like that little And robot. screw this
1: light bulb so that it won't keep lighting up like that. It's bad when it does. Oh!
0: <laughs> look, look. They're just so excited. All those electrons.
1: Electrons. Yeah, your people are amazing. Okay. They are. <laughs> so, um, Tobias. So he's telling us about how old he is. Yeah, I
0: know. <laughs> I thought that was...
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, I remember when I bought my first laser disc player. Yeah. I think I was one of the very, very first people to get them. And I was so impressed. It was this big, and you could play a half hour. You put the disc on this. He didn't tell you how expensive the players were because they, they had an actual laser inside them. I was so impressed with those that I actually took a trip all the way over to Bel- Belgium to the Phillips Laboratory where they developed it yeah it was really neat. and then he talked about you know back in his day they made the cds and then the dvds and then finally by getting a blue laser they were able to make the spot really small so they get a lot of data Mm
0: -hmm. on
1: one disc the guy that invented that blue laser is a friend of mine yep and uh we sat for two hours listening to him tell us the story of how they finally got the laser to work in blue. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very small. But I think some people are wondering, so we saw those little pits in the disc, and you know the disc spins and the, the grooves grow around like a spiral in the disc. How do you turn that into a picture? And it's interesting. Uh, it gets a little more... Interesting in more modern times as we develop neater and neater kinds of television displays but just think if you start up at the top left hand side of the screen and You have a pixel there. It's a spot where you can uh, You can identify it and say okay, that is a spot in the early televisions. It was actually a little deposit of a material that if it got hit with an electron beam, it would give off light. And you actually shot an electron beam at that pixel. And then you scanned from left to right. You say, I'm going backwards, but not for (laughs) that.
0: Well, some people read that way. You go
1: across the top row of the screen, and every place that you want there to be an image, you shoot the electron to make it draw. A picture, and where you don't want it, where you just want it black, you turn it off. On, off, on, off. You just shoot across. And then you do the next row, and the next row, and you go all the way down. When a television station broadcasts the signal, it broadcasts whether or not that first pixel is on or off, whether or not the second one's on and off, and as the beam goes across, it paints the picture like this. And because this material that fluoresces when it gets by an electron, when it flashes, it flashes for a while. And so that makes it look like it's a whole picture because it's fading out gradually. I think it's pretty neat. It now, like Nowadays, we get a little fancier. The next step was to make colors. And so to make it colored, they had three electron guns that would all shoot up in that top left corner, and they had three different kinds of fluorescent material. So when they were hit by the very same kind of electrons, they would glow different colors, red, green, and blue. And they actually made them in such a way that if the gun was over here, it could only hit the blue one. Because they couldn't shoot them accurate enough. And they had a little tube for the green one from this, and they had three guns and the drama crossed with the three colors. Nowadays we actually just create a display where you turn on an LED. First it was a liquid crystal display. You know how those work? They have literally a liquid Mm -hmm. that has a chemical in it that if you turn on the electricity, it becomes opaque. And so it blocks the light behind it. And now the latest ones are the laser displays where it actually turns on little colored lasers at each of those locations. It's amazing how far the technology has come since Tobias was... Created in a laboratory.
0: Is he one of my people?
1: Might be. (laughs) be. Anyway, it's really pretty amazing, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah, so, and through that kind of technology, we now can feed out. Now, it bothers me a little bit. I mean, not for me. I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Because, you know, I've been around.
0: Is it for me?
1: It's for you. That's what bothers <laughs> no, I me. I could
0: feel it coming. Because they're
1: actually taking your image and squeezing it down into a little train of bits and shooting it over the internet. What does that feel like even?
0: Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> can you feel it?
0: I can, so I shouldn't yeah. have to put it out there. <laughs>
1: but it's okay because the students are able to put that all back together and look at you. You look, look, is that blue? Yeah, they look fine. It
0: mm-hmm. is blue. Is it not your
1: favorite color? So let's pretend <laughs> I have a tablet here. Open it up. Okay. Okay, I got some questions coming in from the kids. Do you mind if we ask you a few questions? Is, is your hair color natural or chemical?
0: It's natural.
1: It's natural.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Is that hair or is it an alien substance?
0: It's an alien substance.
1: Okay. (laughs) Now we're getting down to the serious questions. Are you going to teach another social-emotional course? I mean, it's the kids. (laughs) Stand by. Answer coming. I am. I am. She is. She's going to do it, which is pretty exciting. And do you have an announcement to make about your new course? I do. Okay. Okay. And now we'll turn over a few minutes to Dr. Peje Monet who will be making an announcement about her new course.
0: It's not called social-emotional learning.
1: What's (laughs) it (laughs) called? Is this for all kids or just over 18?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's for all kids and those over 18 as well.
1: Okay. Unfortunately. I won't be able to for a few years, but Toby can. <laughs> okay, so tell us what it's going to be called.
0: It's, go- it's going to be called social, emotional, and career.
1: And you're going to add career to mm-hmm. the social. Can you tell us what you're thinking and why you're doing that? I can. Okay.
0: So in the social emotional courses that we that we that you and I participated in, actually that I filmed um, prior, it was all about the social emotional learning and. Um, discovering what we need to know about ourselves. Um, The social-emotional career aspect of it is engaging you in thinking about how you are going to um, use your social-emotional skills to advance you in your career. If you have a career, which you will have, because I'm going to help encourage you to have one, um, you are going to need to learn how to interact with people. You're going to need to learn how to read um, People's emotions and learn if you say something that's a little bit bitey especially if you become a manager how you can say that better and taking into um, the whole concept of realizing that social emotional is about life and how you make your life work is what you are going to be known for And um, we're going to get in a lot of the real nitpicky things of what you can and can't say. There will be things that you that may be absolutely correct, but you can't say it that bluntly. You have to say it in the way of well, that's that's the way of looking at it. But why
1: can't you say it that? You're going to
0: hurt lots of feelings. You just are. And people are gonna think that you are their enemy, that you don't like them. They're gonna think, my goodness, she really doesn't like me. And in fact, what you're really doing is you're saying, no, we can do this better. But learning how to say it in the right way will inspire them to um, do their best, mm-hmm. be their so best. So when
1: I talk to you, you're saying I need to say it in a certain way so you'll be happy?
0: Absolutely! <laughs>
1: <clears throat> I would like to say that whether it's hair or some alien substance, I think it looks very nice tonight. <laughs>
0: How'd I do? I how did awesome. I do? Did I do alright?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you well, have anyway, taught me a lot through science life.
1: I have. What did I teach you?
0: You have taught me how to react. <laughs> I'm being Are you a chemist? I, so- Reaction? Sometimes okay, I am. Good.
1: Well, I am excited about the course and I'm excited about tying it into the career. But uh, some some of the questions are coming in. Some are wondering is a stay-at-home parent a career?
0: Oh, absolutely. It's one of the hardest
1: and one of the most important. And one of the most important. That's right. Yeah. So so for all of them. But well, this every will be something exciting. I think it's really an exciting idea. Um, There's something else that I'd like to share too, because um, we're making progress towards expanding our university program, the Institute of Science and Technology. CELUS, K through 12, actually now CELUS starts at three, and we're even gonna push down now to toddlers. Mm -hmm. Turns out that toddlers learning sight words and signing and things, it's a great jump start. But a is K through 12, when you get your high school diploma, then you're ready to go to the university environment. And so we've been developing the Institute of Science and Technology. And, and I want to talk a little bit about that, because we, we always try to innovate when we do something like this. And in our program, uh, which was inspired by Sir Jeffrey Pardo, and we've talked about him many times, a very, very amazing guy. Uh, told you about how on a train ride he told me he thought there was a great need for an institution of higher learning that would help people to become applied scientists and be able to actually do things. And at the board meetings when we were creating the Institute of Science and Technology, uh, he and Dr. Hawkins and, and uh, Dr. Tupolov from the Soviet Union would have these discussions. What should we call it? What is this new way of learning and so forth? And Dr. Pardo came up with the, the term um, innovationeer. Innovationeer, it he said it's a mouthful. He said that's not quite it. It's not it. Uh, Walt Disney came out with an idea called an imagineer for the people that create Disneyland. But we finally settled on the term inventioneer. And the whole idea of studying inventioneering is is kind of exciting to me. Uh, in Dr. Pardo's way of thinking, which I have been thinking about for many years, uh, I now have have come up with a phrase to kind of explain what inventioneering is, and I say that. Inventioneering is the science of putting science to work. I love it. Mineral technology. Like, I have this little guy here, and uh, I could look at him and say, okay, what kind of inventioneering could I do? If I invent something, well, then I'm able to uh, have new possibilities. But if I take that invention and actually turn it into something that make people's lives better, then I am an inventioner. So discovery is the first step. And that's the part that science does so well before invention They have to study it and, and make the discovery like, whoa. Oh.
0: <laughs> OK. Was it shocking?
1: It's amazing. want to try it? Amazing. Would you <laughs> yeah, like I'm to so try so it? Okay. <laughs> okay. But then, mm. when you figure out how to make it go to work, to make the world better, to serve, to inspire, to protect, to mm-hmm. do the things we want, that is inventioneering, And that's really... See, we need inventionate a way to keep that leg on. <laughs> then, that is the, the new technology. There's a story about Dr. Perdue that I've never shared in this forum (coughs) that is kind of interesting. Um, He became one of my dearest, dearest friends. And like say, he lived in London. He was the chairman of, of what they call the Watt Committee. And the Watt Committee is the British version of the Department of Energy. He was a very, very powerful guy. When the Americans sent the astronauts to the moon. Dr. Pardo was the guy on national television in the UK that was telling all about the lunar landing, etc. He's just really a well-known celebrity over in that part of the world. But he was so excited about this Institute of Science and Technology and the fact we could create a program that would train people how to really use technology and put science to work, uh, it became kind of one of the biggest things in his life. And I have to tell you about my last meeting with him. Um, He came from London to Kansas City many times to help us do this program. And as I shared with you before, he was one of the members of my doctoral committee. My doctoral project was to build the first hydrogen car that didn't use an engine, but used these fuel cells. And it would make the car go three times as far on on just one tank of gas. So uh, he and I set up a a date for him to come and meet with me. And I had finished my degree by now, and the school was starting to really get ready to, to rev up. And so uh, he flew in from London, and I headed out to the Kansas City Airport to pick him up, and I parked my car and, and went into the gate and waited for him to get off the plane. The people were getting off. His plane was in, and he, he didn't get off the plane. And so finally, um, I checked with the flight attendants where they came off. Says said, no, the plane's empty. Everybody's off so i uh, thought maybe he missed his flight or something and i went back to my office and i called the uk and i got his wife and while he was flying across the atlantic ocean coming to see me he, he fell asleep and he he didn't he didn't wake up they didn't realize that he had died until they landed in new york city And so I can say to his dying breath, (laughs) Dr. Pardot believed in this technology and wanted to see it go forward. And that's one of the reasons why uh, I'm so devoted to seeing this happen because he thought it was so important. And he thought it was going to be a key, not just to make the world better and to create a lot of careers, but he had a bigger vision than that. He thought that this inventioneering was going to be a key to keep the free world free. And his concern was that if we get too far behind in technology, not just theoretical technology, but applied technology, that we would probably have our freedoms slip away. It turns out that being able... To be an independent nation requires that you have cutting edge technology. And that's one thing that our great American scientists have done so well since the formation of this country is we've been able to be leaders in science and technology. And so uh, while we're graduating a lot of very brilliant kids from high schools and putting them into college, we need to have a certain percentage of you students that are able to take that knowledge and actually put it to work. So the Institute of Science and Technology is devoted to the concept of teaching the science, of putting science to work. And if I can just add a little bit more about that, science is, in my view, my definition, science is the search for what is, or the search for truth. And every discovery helps us see the truth of of our existence just a little bit more plainly, just a little bit more clearly. And I think that's really exciting. So when we talk about science, we talk about the scientific method. And the scientific method is a way that you're able to learn things about the world and see them that uh, other people might miss. And do experiments to actually be able to confirm that what you think is happening, that your hypothesis is real. Now, I have brought some friends. These are some little rods of metal. And speaking of little rods, here's a little one. Uh, would you mind... Holding that for me in your right hand?
0: This is my right hand.
1: Are you sure? Good, good. (laughs) And now I would like you to hold this one in your other right hand. No, 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 your (laughs) other one, right. That'd be your wrong hand. Okay. good. What I'd like you to do now is balance these two rods and determine which one is the heaviest. Just, you know, you can kind of accelerate them, whatever you need to. She's kind of processing this now. Oh, she's flying them. Hmm, there's another clue of her origin. Okay, so which one's the heaviest? This one is not the heaviest. We tricked her. Did we? They are exactly the same weight. Try it again.
0: I can't tell. They are really? the
1: same weight. This little rod is a piece of lead. Okay. This lead, it weighs a hundred grams. This is a piece of aluminum. It also weighs hundred grams. Uh, the aluminum is bigger than the lead, quite a bit bigger because lead is very dense. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, both of these are made up of electrons, protons, and neutrons. And the only difference is how many protons and electrons are in every atom. And because this one has more than this one, it's heavier. And it's quite a bit heavier, as you can see. It's heavier? In my, this is heavier per cubic inch okay. than this one, or it's more dense. Okay, okay we call it density is how much it weighs per unit volume. So, the same, the same size, this would be much heavier. Mm-hmm. And what we have here is we have the same weight, so this is much bigger. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. In my little display, I have six metals and they all weigh 100
0: grams how neat
1: this is iron iron of course is what makes up steel
0: mm-hmm.
1: next to it is one of my favorite metals that do you know what that is stainless, stainless? no No, what is stainless it? steel no what
0: is
1: it well you go ahead and smell it it
0: smells like you <laughs> i can smell your cologne
1: no When you're studying social emotional, (laughs) maybe you should. Could I please have my favorite medal back? I said please. Thank you. Okay, this is the mystery medal. We don't know what it is. This one, can you see that? That's pure gold. That's not. Okay, but it's gold color.
0: It's gold yeah. color. <laughs> I, I know what pure gold so looks like. If so it's,
1: if it's not gold, what is it? I'm fake gold? Bra-
0: yeah, brass.
1: Brass. Uh-huh. And uh, what is brass? It's fake gold. Fake gold. <laughs> now that would be false gold. This is Cop- copper. Can you see the difference in color? This, this is right. a little more red. This is mm-hmm. a little more goldish. Does that make sense? Can you see the difference? It turns out the brass is a mixture of copper and our mystery metal. Is
0: it titanium? you it?
1: Titanium. Hmm, That would be interesting. If you put copper and our mystery metal together, then you get brass. Now, why do these metals weigh so much different for the same size? Why is their density different? Why do they have different colors? Why do they have so many different properties? And the only difference is how many protons are in their little nucleus and how many electrons. But they have completely different personalities. In science, we study the difference. We study the properties. We find out that each one of these melts at a different temperature we find out that they all have different properties and they can be used for different things. And that's where we now take the science of learning about these metals and put it to work by figuring out what to do with it. Lead, for example, has a very low melting point for a metal. It it has to be hot, but you can melt lead. Now, (laughs) I'm sorry, Tobias. But I'll bet you don't remember using lead like I remember using lead. <laughs> if you think you're old. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Good start, buddy. Good start. So how okay. did you
0: use lead? What did you How do? did I use yeah. lead?
1: I was very interested in helping my dad when I was very young. We took some lead, actually uh-huh. some lead pipe. We put it in a little crucible, a little ceramic dish and we put just a regular propane torch under it and it melted into a shiny molten metal and then we poured it into and around our sewer pipes we were putting in our crawl space. We actually used to use lead to join pipes together for sewers. We also used to have all of our water run through lead pipes because Mm -hmm. it doesn't grow much. (laughs) Uh, We found out that lead can cause lead poisoning, which isn't too cool. Mm -mm. But you know, back then we also used lead to put fillings in our teeth, Uh, a metal called amalgam. It's a mixture of lead and silver. And they mix it together. Mm Do you remember those shaker machines? If you remember those, you're old. Do you remember those, Tobias? (laughs) Yep. You realize that all the good things happened before you were born. <laughs> mm. Actually, it just keeps mm. getting better and better. It is such an exciting time to be alive. But yeah, lead, which we now know is, can be kind of hard on the body. We would put in our teeth. We used it for our water pipes. Yeah. And that's why I am like I am today. <laughs> okay. Because no, it's I... pretty interesting. But lead... Has a lot of properties. Since it's so dense, just a little piece weighs 100 grams. We use it for things like uh, the bullet in a rifle because it's very dense, so it carries a lot of energy when we shoot it through the air. Lead's uh, pretty neat stuff. Copper, of course, is an excellent conductor. We use it for wires and transformers and motors and, and, and so many different things. And then we get back to the mystery metal.
0: Yes, I The very... one I
1: really yeah, like.
0: I should know this.
1: Yes. You should. I, I'm gonna learn I'll tell this you a little tonight. bit about it. Okay. It in density you can see by the size, it's between aluminum and lead in density. hmm And it's silver and it's shiny. Yep. It's hard. Is it chrome? Chrome? What nope.
0: is it? Tell me. Nope, nope. I'm dying nope, up nope. here. <laughs> <laughs> nice smile. Are
1: we enjoying this <laughs> or what? So you pretty much don't know. I'll give you I some clues now. Let's give her some clues. Okay. If you put this metal into a test tube,
0: uh-huh.
1: like I did many times when I was young, and then you pour some hydrochloric acid over it, mm-hmm. it bubbles. And the bubbles are hydrogen.
0: With this
1: metal in many acids bubbles off hydrogen. It's a great way to make it in a laboratory. I could actually blow up a balloon by putting a stopper in a test tube or a flask and put this metal inside there with some acid and it would blow up a balloon. This is the laboratory way to make hydrogen. One of the laboratories. I
0: thought it was aluminum.
1: There it is. I know. (laughs) Aluminium doesn't do that. Mm -mm. Mm
0: -mm. I thought it did that. Nope. Okay, I'm going to have to have a different session on that.
1: Yes, and so I can see why you're an electrical engineer, (laughs) and I would just suggest you consider chemistry for your next
0: career. It's interesting.
1: Each of these branches of science gives you the information to be able to do certain kinds of things. Zinc.
0: Wow, it's not getting there.
1: zinc and it's an amazing stuff. If you mix it with copper It makes beautiful gold brass. We use brass in so many different ways for faucets. It's pretty non-corrosive it, They use it to make some kinds of jewelry mm-hmm. If you make a ring out of it, it kind of marks your hand after a few weeks of wearing <laughs> it uh, Matthew knows because he got his wife a ring out of a gumball machine <laughs> And uh, he had to upgrade to gold, because gold doesn't do that, yeah, yeah. I'm sure she gave him the word, right? But zinc is a, is a really wonderful metal. Now, why am I talking so much about these? Because that is science, to study the properties, to learn about these, to learn their melting temperature, to learn how they react with different chemicals to learn whether or not they corrode. Did you know that aluminum, you've heard of aluminum. Aluminum is a metal that is very reactive. Uh, One of the demonstrations they do in college chemistry labs is they, they take a piece of the metal, sodium. Sodium looks like aluminum, it's shiny metal, but when you open a bottle in the laboratory of sodium, it's full of oil and you pull the sodium out of the oil because they keep it under oil. And it's soft, you can kind of slice off a little piece of sodium metal with a knife, put it back in the oil, close the bottle. Then you take the piece that you pulled out and throw it in a beaker full of water and it'll start reacting and it'll actually burst into flame because it's reacting so fast. Sodium is very radioactive with water. Aluminum is very radioactive with water. Kind of like sodium. And yet here I am holding it with no oil. How come? Scientists that studied aluminum found out that it paints itself. No? it paints itself. Aluminum loves to react with oxygen and it forms a chemical called aluminum oxide. And aluminum oxide, you can see through if it's a thin layer, it paints everywhere. If you scrape some off, it'll immediately react back over and heal itself. And if it didn't, it would all go (laughs) Isn't that fascinating? So scientists study and learn those properties. Inventioneers take those properties, which scientists all around the world are digging out, and we say, ah, so what could we do with that? One of my mentors and dear friends in the early years of my company was George Romney, Mitt Romney's dad. He was on my board of directors for a decade. And before he met me, before I was born, in fact, George Romney, who was with Alcoa. The aluminum company. Did you know that the metal on top of the Washington Monument is aluminum? And when they put it there, they put it there because it was a precious metal. And then someone learned how to use bauxite to produce cheap aluminum, and now we use it everywhere. It's an amazing thing. So... That's what we do. Now, I've got some quick announcements that you really want to hear. First of all, yes, the science fair entries have been judged, and we have winners. In fact, did you know that I know how many winners? Incoming news. It's coming. It's coming. Whoa, here they are. We have... Grand Prize winners, my goodness, should we, we should read these off. Do you want to read some? Yeah, just read those. We're going to post these. Oh, wow.
0: So just read
1: from the five, the five stars? Fives, right? No, 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 just no. read those right there. Okay.
0: Levi Parker, Rosalinda Underwood, Myla Clementson, Hannah Parada, Bethany Rogers, Brianna Alves, Evan McCurdy, Felix Puget, Gideon Jaminson. No,
1: Puget, sorry, sorry.
0: Yes. He's in Canada. Mm-hmm. Gideon Stevenson, Grayson Parada, Jason Butler, Josiah McGregor, Lydia Hills, Megan Alves. I apologize; I didn't to say that correctly. Peter Stark, Sebastian Zarate, Violetta Pesco.
1: Thank you. All of you people are first place winners in one of our categories, and you all be getting prizes. And there's more too. It's exciting. We had a wonderful science fair. We are going we're making a special posting of all mm-hmm. of these winners and and even the videos of your projects which are going to reappear in the new version of Oculus Neighbors.
0: No way, you're going to put that. You're going to put September one? 1st.
1: No. Summer will be officially yeah. over And the Celeste Neighbors will be live, so be ready for it. And there will be a special page, and all of you guys will be there. But we are starting to send out the prizes, and I just want to congratulate all of you that made the entries. We've got some second place winners, and it's a lot of good stuff there, which I want them all to know about. So you're giving
0: Neighbors back?
1: Of course neighbors has taken a nice summer break you you it there has there been greatly revised and improved from the things mm-hmm. we learned and it'll be back September 1st same place it was before okay That's awesome. now there's there's more though um, kids kind of enjoyed neighbors parents kind of felt left out Yeah, yeah so would you parents be interested in knowing that we now have neighbors for parents of Tobias's generation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. And
1: we call it schoolparents.com. Yep. And it's not going to be out in September. It's out right now. Wow. It's just starting to come out, but there's, there's some there, and you can go and roll for it. Schoolparents.com, which is Neighbors for Parents. This is site is intended not just to be for a cellist the way we've designed it, it's for everybody that's interested in students studying independently, homeschooling. And I am inviting I've had no takers yet, Of course, I haven't told anybody, but I'm inviting all of the people that have developed courses for homeschoolers to put them here so that we can find out about them all. And this was developed so that we can move our parent discussion groups and things onto a, a place where uh, hopefully it will be more accessible. To be able to go see the schoolparents.com site, you don't need to register. You can see it. But if you want to post, then you have to get yourself a sign in and get into it. So. Uh, Bear with us. Uh, This is our launch month, this meaning the month of August, Uh and so it'll take a month to kind of get it going. But it is there, and I'd love to have you uh, start looking at it and giving us your feedback, and and I'm hoping we'll get a lot of dialogue going. There is a tremendous amount of interest in information about how to successfully uh, help students study at home. And it looks like some of the schools are going to be having study at home programs this year. We helped a lot of schools last year. We have a lot more signing up this year. And so it's it's going to be an important year. So schoolparents.com. Okay?
0: Okay.
1: There's also a new website coming. It's not there yet. We have the domain. We just got it this week. And it's sciencelife.com. Yes but it is not there's nothing there you can go look at and say not found
0: i'm excited about that
1: but uh uh, dr page has been Mm -hmm. trying to get that site for a lot time a long time and a lot of people that have tried to find it have had a hard time so now it's got its own domain and just as quick as we can we'll do it up so you'll be able to watch it there or wherever you watch it now so am i getting through all the news Mm
0: -hmm. what else i want to know why zinc is your favorite metal
1: I didn't say it was my favorite. I mean, if you make me choose between this and gold,
0: <laughs>
1: I would probably choose platinum.
0: <laughs> I
1: really, really, really. I have to clean my ears. I love I platinum. Like zinc. Platinum is what I use in my fuel cells, in my electrolyzers. It is really, really amazing stuff. But every one of these metals has a personality and a property. And you can do things with them. And knowing the elements Mm -hmm. is like knowing the building blocks of the universe. And a lot of the keys of what you can do come by knowing those well enough to be able to put them to work. And that's why we have chemistry, and why we have math, and why we have engineering. Study hard, study hard. It's going to be a great year, and thank you for joining us.